Hi, this is Christina Dam, and this is Liberate the Podcast, where we educate, motivate, inspire, and liberate your consciousness. So we have some of the most interesting, unique, and amazing meditations, I think, in the world. I mean, we have past life regression meditations, guided hypnosis meditations, Akashic Record meditations, as well as healing meditations. Our meditations are pretty cool. And they're not just about stillness of mind and peace and sit there, hmm. I mean, we have those too, don't get me wrong, but these are about meditations that are going to shift and change and you're gonna walk out of there feeling lighter, freer, healed, and even getting guidance and insight. So come down, experience one of our meditations. They're pretty badass. Hi there, welcome to another episode of Liberate the Podcast. Today we have the amazing blessing of interviewing one of our own practitioners. He just moved to LA from Seattle and he is an amazing healer. He's very gifted intuitive. Uh, He does a lot of work with soul retrieval. And so today we're really gonna understand the evolution of the soul and these different aspects in your parts of your soul that maybe can be impacting you in the current reality. So um, it's a very interesting subject and I'm excited to dive into it. So Travis, welcome. Thank you so much, Christina. It's it's a pleasure to be here. I was so excited to join the Liberate family when I moved down. I knew that I was following Spirit to move from Seattle several weeks ago uh, down here to LA. And um, when I, as soon as I walked into the building, I knew that this was a place I needed to be a part of. And the more that I learn about this space, uh, being the heart of Hollywood uh, and among other things with the amazing people you have here, it's just incredible. And I'm excited. Well, we're excited to have you. So Travis, I I want everybody to know a little bit about you. I mean, besides being a great healer and intuitive, you know, like I I love to start out with understanding of how you even got to do some of the work that you do, because you also train and do certifications. You teach lots of classes. You have lots to offer the world, the healing community and individuals. But how did you get there? Yeah, <laughs> you know? thanks. Well, I'm actually a lawyer as well. That was my first. <laughs> <laughs> he does it all. <laughs> <laughs> Except windows. Uh, so I was I was in law school and uh, I was very interested in civil rights. So my first sort of career path led me down civil rights and HR and human resources because you know my background is really in sociology and criminology and I was really interested in what makes people behave the way they do. And so I kind of got fascinated about that and also learned a lot about institutionalization when I was in learning about criminology. And it was all about like people who didn't get a fair you know, opportunity. Mm-hmm. And so I was doing that for a long time and I worked for the city of Seattle for about 20 years actually and I quit my job back in April. But during that time, and it was about part of my recovery as well. I was actively addicted to alcohol and also meth uh, a couple of times in my life where it got me into treatment. And once I got sober, um, there was this other calling that that came up in my life. And, And I had no idea until I was 33 that I had any ability to help people heal or even know the terminology around it. But 
So what was that? What was that gap in that space of discovery and that calling? So you know, you're going through kind of your own dark night of the soul and right. healing yourself. Yeah. Yeah. And then what was that like pull or that like, that tug that got you to say, oh, there's there's something else that I'm meant to be doing or exploring? Yeah, thank you. It was I met this woman who became mm-hmm. my mentor for a few years at okay. a workshop that she was teaching. Her name's Marie. And she was teaching this energy medicine workshop. And I had no idea what that meant at the time. But my aunt uh, said, hey, Travis, you should come with me to this thing. You're going to like it. And she was right. And there was something that I would tell you now was my intuition was telling me something I needed to learn more about her. Hmm. And so uh, she was teaching this Reiki workshop. And it was Reiki master teacher. Become a Reiki master, you know, two and a half days. And I was like... That sounds fun. One, to be the master of anything in two and a half days. I was like, law school was three years and a lot more money. Um, But it was during that class where I, uh, for the first time in this Reiki, which is a form of hands-on healing um, out of Japan, uh, you lay of hands on somebody that you're working on. And the energy flows beautifully as it's designed to do. And uh, my hands were on his shoulders. Mm -hmm. And I was told, oh, follow your, your intuition, and I didn't really know what that meant, and say what comes up for you. Uh, so I did, and when I had my hands on his shoulders, I suddenly realized I could see his muscles, his bones, and his tissue in his body as if I was an x-ray machine. Wow. And it was in my head, like I could see it, and then I sort of really scanned his body, and I got to right about here, and I saw this red blob, and red to me meant danger, something was wrong. And then I had a thought that said, what's that? And the word pancreas came into my brain in capital letters with exclamation points. And so I interpreted that to be, well, your pancreas is inflamed. And in that moment, I knew that it regulated glucose in the blood. And that's what I told him, even though before that moment, I wouldn't have been able to pick out a you know, pancreas from a spleen in a, in, a, in a body, right? I had no idea. But in that moment, I, I knew that I was right, absolutely knew it. And then Marie, well, and then I said, what's going on? And he said he had adult onset diabetes, which, of course, as people might not know, is a disorder of the pancreas. It's not regulating the glucose in the blood properly, which is what I said. But then Marie is standing like 12 feet away. She's over there. She looks at me and she says, Travis, you know you're in his pancreas right now, right? Wow. And I was standing at his shoulders. And so I looked at her and I was like, actually, I do. I know that because I saw it in my head. He confirmed it. And then from that moment, I knew that that was part of my destiny, not only because it was super fun. Yeah. I was like, oh, my God, what else could I, what else is out there? Yeah, but, I mean, you're getting these validations, you're getting these images, you're, you're further, what you're seeing is being confirmed, right? Right. Which, that's a lot yeah. of why this field has so much skepticism, is that there's not a lot of that hardcore facts or science that can say, well, how do you know? You're just tapping into this energy or you're seeing things with your mind's eye, like, you know, or you're getting these words or thoughts that pop into your head. But when you have that validation of that, it's, it's, you know, there or it's been confirmed or whatever the case may be, then you almost start to trust that muscle or that ability even more. And then it becomes even more magnified, right? Yeah. And I think a lot of people 
uh, I'd say struggle, but also argue with themselves around what it is that they know with their intuition or what they think with their brain. Yeah, yeah and, no, I mean, I do. I, we had a conversation <laughs> today. I was like, I was making, intuition says this, I think, but I'm confused if it's my mind saying this. So yeah. I don't know the difference, you know, and I'm, I was not trusting myself in that moment. So, you know, like, but how often does that happen so much? And right. we dismiss it. We dismiss this, you know, you could have been like, I don't know what organs are what and like not even have said anything yeah and i think when we talk about the soul's evolution i can tell you that getting back to that yeah no i I think but i think what what i believe about that is that when we take our perception out of our brain and go to our collective consciousness Mm -hmm. and our higher self which only really over time and practice takes a fraction of a moment to really sit in a quiet state where we get fully into our bodies which is really designed to give us our intuitive information. That's what it's for. Yeah. Um, but we spend all of our time thinking. But if we get out of our thoughts and into the body, we then can actually perceive what's going on around us with much more authenticity and much more accuracy. Yeah. Because um, the brain really doesn't know truth from falsity, but the body does. And mm. so over time, when I worked on more and more clients, both in person or over the phone, even distance clients, I've had some tell me that they actually looked over their shoulder because they thought I was in the room with them. Um, I've had so many different amazing, incredible experiences of observing um, how the soul really interacts, both with each other and itself. Um, So that's part of why I know that I am kind of in the right place. So from Reiki, you know, going into, where did the connection go into learning about souls and parts of souls, soul integration, because a large portion of the work that you do is kind of picking up fragmented aspects of a soul. Right. That in bringing them back into holism or alignment, right? You know, healing those wounds or those aspects that need to be healed and reconnected to make the the core more powerful and strong, right? Right, absolutely. So did you did you study that or that just started to become an intuition aspect that you dive down on your own kind of theoretical rabbit hole? Yeah, right. Um, so uh, I learned through Marie. Um, okay, the, uh, so the, the teacher that the taught teacher, you. The teacher, yeah. So okay. she, she had a two-year mentoring program. Okay. So I mentored under her for two years. Uh, it okay. was an energy medicine certification, which is what I do as well. Okay. Like, and it helps you understand things about the laws of the universe, intuition. Um, and we did a guided meditation where we went down to a place where, where we, what we call hell, but it's the lower realm where souls that have been disconnected from their current uh, consciousness mm-hmm. exist. And the reason that I, um, and it's a, just a tool. It's almost like a shamanic practice. Like, yeah. You know, they talk about going to the low, uh, lower realms and. Yeah, people you know. get kind of spooked out when they say go to hell, but I'm a Scorpio and I went there faster <laughs> than other people in the room. I mean, the example was so funny because I actually, the, the guided meditation was you, you walk through this field around this boulder and down these stairs into this cavern. 
And in my mind, I got to the top of the boulder and I just was like, why don't I just take the elevator? <laughs> and I, so in my mind, I actually saw myself getting into an elevator and I went down to, to H and then got out. And then I remember in the guided meditation, I'm looking up and I'm seeing the other people that were in the room with me walking down the stairs. And so I was just kind of waiting for them You're to like, join. I took the easy way. <laughs> no walking for me. Yeah, yeah, come on. Um, the elevator took me yeah. down. I wasn't sure how many flights of stairs I had to go. So. <laughs> I already did my steps for the day. Yeah. Um, but what I, what I realized is several things. Mm -hmm. One is that there are times that we come across fears that are unconscious, or mm -hmm. even we realize something that we're afraid of, but we don't necessarily know why. Or we're limited in our empowerment, but we don't necessarily know why. Mm -hmm. So um, when I first started to work with people primarily where psychic energy enters the body, which is the back of the head, mm -hmm. the occipital ridge. The, oh, yeah, that, like right, right here. Yeah, like I yeah, always right get, that bump. I get there, yep. but then I also get it right here. Yeah. Right, like almost yeah, at the so tip. Yeah, so that's your, almost yeah. your throat. Yeah, yeah, but it's there and there, and yeah, I feel that. So, and this happened so frequently that it just became a part of my practice to work on people in this area. When you're at the back of the head, psychic energy comes in, and this is the area of interpretation comes in mm. because we have to understand it in order to, to uh, comprehend not only what's going on, but what we're gonna do about it. Yeah. And we have to have a consciousness, so it comes in through our consciousness. And so um, often I would see people, I would get a mental picture, I would see a past life trauma Mm -hmm. that related to why they're not perceiving the information either accurately or even looking at it at all. Yeah. And oftentimes I would see people who had difficulty breathing in some way. Um, people who, and in, in the past life stories that I would see would be people who were buried alive, drowned, decapitated, burned alive, thrown off cliffs, murdered in a brutally but uh, ceremonial way, by many organizations who were trying to keep people from their true connection to spirit. And at times it was considered a ceremonial heresy. way of murder. Yeah. I mean, <laughs> no, I'm just absolutely. Kidding. Protestants did no, it yeah, right no. in the catacombs. There's, there's, um, I just um, thought that that was a funny way of you saying it. <laughs> I know. Right. Because it, usually we want to think ceremonies are good, but you know, there's some ceremonies that were not good. Yeah. And so, and, and what I, what I realized through these past life stories that I had seen with people was that <clears throat> our current life or incarnation, if you will, might have difficulty with um, maybe second guessing ourselves or, mm -hmm. or not trusting intuition or not fully feeling empowered. And oftentimes it was because of the way that they died before. Mm. So the personality, as we understand about belief systems, creates a belief system around traumatic experiences and tells us we don't want to have that happen again. Yeah. But nowadays, we're not gonna, I'm not going to be burned alive. Um, you know, I'd hope not. I hope not, right? You know. <laughs> you know, there's not a lot of people running around with burning crosses in the U.S. and trying to 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 pull witches from their homes and 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 and, yeah. and finding them to violate God's law. Mm -hmm. um, but many of us in our current lifetimes have had lifetimes where that's happened, and so. Um, what I understand is that there are, and it's not just that type of death, but I've had other clients with it that have died in other ways that have what I call echoes. They're basically mm. past life echoes. There's an echo showing up in this life of something that happened before. Yeah. And so as a part of my work, one of the things that I do is if it comes up in a session, I will both um, 
empathically feel what their body is experiencing with what isn't working. And then, and then I will just be shown the story of what happened. And then, and then I will go and sort of collect and help reintegrate that piece of the soul that is disconnected from source. Mm. Um, so that's really kind of the like a high level of how the process works. Now, one of the things that comes into my mind, and just because you know the topic of being soul evolution, do you see that there's enough of these patterns within people that it's they've had these certain types of life before yeah. they've had these certain type of traumas before? Have you found throughout your work that there's some form of um, almost like way of the soul, like the, you know, like kind of like the hero's journey in the tarot, mm -hmm. that it's like these aspects are your journey. They're, they're going to get you where you need to go to evolve. It's like I almost mm -hmm. kind of, um, on like a more subtle level, I, I always look at um, kind of the aspect of normally some type of trauma happens from a child between like, you know, five and seven or four mm -hmm, and eight right. or so like that, like that time period where their world is shattered and suddenly they're not good enough, they're not okay, nobody loves them yeah. or, you know, there's something wrong with them and they live with one of those core kind of aspects of scaredness. Yeah, and it keeps showing up. But then it's almost like it's meant to happen because mm -hmm. that pulls them away from their self and then for the next X amount of years, they build this further fleeing motion away from their true identity and then mm -hmm. they finally get to that tipping point of saying okay now I have to rediscover myself again because I'm not myself and then they spend the next how many years or decades getting back on that path but that's meant to happen to have the development in a way yeah. I think it's like life by design and so if we take that into these different elements mm -hmm. on a bigger level of the yeah. soul evolution do you see those patterns within some of the clients that you're working on I mean maybe the the echo still shouldn't be in existence, but the fact of having, okay, you had a life where you suffocated while you died. You had a life where you did this while you did, like, mm -hmm. is, is there like, do you, do you get what I'm saying? Yeah, 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 I think so. And so what I would say to that is not only are there sort of, if you will, muscle memory, it's a etheric muscle memory of, of past experiences that still resonates, that, that sort of is one arc, if you will. I see another arc as those life lessons I've chosen to learn because I want to grow in my own way, in my own evolution. Mm -hmm. And I've chosen a life that isn't what I would perceive as ideal because, for example, my own life, I would say, wow, I really signed up for this. If I, you know, <laughs> for all the things that the experiences that I've had, I would tell you that it's been very difficult mm -hmm. in my life yeah. you know, for my own suffering. But but the, th the lessons that I've learned in compassion and understanding and empathy yeah. and self-love have been uh, incredible. And so I think to your question that a lot of us do decide that there are certain things that we needed to learn. And we couldn't do that unless we had an abusive father. Mm -hmm. And yeah. we chose the parent that yeah. would help us learn that lesson best. Yeah. Now, I also believe we're learning away from contrast. Right now, we're still in it. We still learn what we like because of what we experience that we don't like yeah we're still living in a world of duality right, right. now so, on this so, plane and this yeah, dimension yeah as long as we're in this realm we're going to probably continue to learn by contrast we're learning that in our american government right now right mm -hmm. we're like oh my god wow yeah look at us look what the beliefs that people actually still have that we thought didn't 
And yeah. what a great opportunity to learn f compassion for people that believe things differently. Yeah. And how to really be visible around our collective shadow. Yeah. Um, so I think to your question again, it's yes, there are certain experiences that we have that aren't necessarily echoes in the sense that I use it. But it's like it's an ingrained belief based on an experience that I hold in my vibration. And mm -hmm. that will, until I release it, it will continue to, to be there. Yeah. And people hold these in, in different organs and, and tissue and in our hearts and our. And bellies. so talk to me a little bit about when somebody does release it. You know, because you can take them through that kind of release and integration process. Mm -hmm. And so what can somebody expect? Well, I think first is that the, there are emotions that you might have that you think you're done with mm. about something that may have happened in your life that you aren't done grieving over. We don't We don't learn how to be angry appropriately. We haven't learned that. So we push it away because you're not supposed to be angry. Mm -hmm. You know, in my in my family growing up, I, I had to try. I was like the entertainer for my father, and you had, if anything that wasn't happy, you wouldn't really discuss it. So it was you didn't really learn how to have good communication. Yeah, you know, effective communication about what I was experiencing. Um, but I think that I think I lost my train of train of thought. But I think that. Um, I was yes. saying what somebody can expect by having the release oh, yes. of the so, energy. Yeah, thank you. So so as this authentic experience of the emotion is expressed, it's released. And what we find, what comes after that is often gratitude. Mm -hmm. And that's something we forget. And or forgiveness. Nice. Not only for someone else, but for ourselves. Yeah. Because we co-created that. And then sometimes we are self-judging about us, ourselves. A lot of people are. And so we might be mad at ourselves for allowing something to happen. And then and we forget to forgive ourselves. So we might have forgiveness come up. And then once that lesson is over, it really is over. Mm. So then as a result, what kind of shifts do people kind of experience in their life? Or if you could go through and give some examples of some clients that you've had and seeing what shifts transcended after they had the healing, after they had that release. Yeah, I think one in particular that, that it's, you're reminding me of was one session I had with a client who um, for about 25 years, she had severe and significant back pain. Mm. and was taking a, a pretty s s a serious medication for it. Um, and you might expect that I would have done some work on her back, but I didn't. Get it on her heart? <laughs> None of it. I didn't. The, the entire pain that she was carrying was the pain of, the, of her abusive mother not being allowed to be free and the weight that she was carrying with that self-judgment of self-hatred based on the mother telling her she's not good enough, uh, you know, and, and everything like that. So what, what happened with her is with, within a short amount of time after the session, she actually not only didn't have the back pain, she was stopped, didn't need to take the medication any longer. Wow. Um, I had another client who had had two um, miscarriages. Mm-hmm prior to a healing. And um, after the healing, she carried her th third child to term because okay. of what came up during the session uh, that needed to be released. 
Um, Beautiful. And so those, and and it's it's amazing what can come up. You know, I think I also have people that are less afraid of yeah. things that they, in some ways, always knew they were afraid of, but didn't necessarily hone in on that before coming in, because you know I'm I'm pretty direct. You know, I'm not gonna I'm gonna be very clear about what it is that comes up in the loving and compassionate way because that's my job. Well yeah, and they're um, they're there to work through things. They're yeah. not there to just yeah. you know, sit and lay on a table, you know, <laughs> right. like you know Well, I don't know though, you know, there's some people that actually that actually do. I've had a couple of what I'd call clutch clutch clients that really they just want the they they're I wouldn't say they just want a friend, but they want someone that they can relate to, mm. and and in some ways, there some people aren't willing to do the work that they need to do to release. Got you. And in some ways, you're the I said crutch. I think I said clutch. I meant crutch. Oh, whatever. <laughs> but I think um, it's it's pretty incredible. What I also find that people. Um, People who are wanting to access their intuition more consciously and more consistently are able to do so. Gotcha. Uh, people who are interested in and have had a healing that related to a, a past life where they had a particular ability in this life are able to do that much more easily. For example, uh, you know, I've had several clients who were able to communicate with spirit in a past life, have been wanting to in this life, but because of a past life trauma with that, had, did not have the access to it. Yeah. And so so it's kind of like hits on all realms. Like there's yeah. physical release of physical pain, al allowing people to create things or manifest things in their life, like one of your clients having right. a child, but also working on the deep emotional or the gifts that they have, whether that's tapping into, you know, those spiritual gifts or I'm sure like creativity and channeling and, and creating projects or manifestation mm -hmm. and uh and emotional, you know? Yeah, I, I see relationships change as well because... Well, I'm some, sure that's probably one of the big <laughs> ones because, I mean, most people, yeah. what, what do you get scarred on in your life? Uh, most of the time when you people are hung up on yeah. somebody mistreated them or they weren't lovable or they had a toxic relationship or went through a horrible divorce or something like that. It's, all, and they it's betrayal. And they, they, they carry yeah. that. And so then what does that do? Blocks their heart, or right, or maybe yeah. I don't know what is what does it manifest well, as. Well, well, uh, interestingly enough, I do a lot of work around decording as well when it comes to relationships because there's a lot of toxic relationships, mm -hmm. both in past lives and this ones that that we aren't conscious of that are still holding us back. And mm -hmm. I started to see this as a as a particular picture in my head when I would work on clients around the sacral chakra or the um, which is around relationships and passion and creativity is I would see these boulders and I would see the number of boulders for the number of people that they need to, to let go of in their life and then we would break up the boulders in the energy field because that's what you know we don't want boulders in the area we want it to be clear and free and open boulders <laughs> I like that because there's a metaphor weighing down yeah and I and I would literally see it and so I, I do a guided meditation as well in my workshops in fact uh -huh. I've got one coming up on the 20th yeah. uh, called buy next empowering your relationships um, then I've got one on the I fort. need to come to that <laughs> I gotta get rid of my boulders they're waiting we'll get down. rid of the boulders we'll do a boulder uh, meditation exercise we'll release them yeah and, and so but to your question we have oftentimes because of some past event either this life or previous one um, Karmically, we have we can have cracks in our energy field, mm. in our in our in our force field, for lack of a better term. So what can happen 
is that there are particular vibrational frequencies of attractions, mm -hmm. particularly around people who have a lot of power and who have a, who are strong people. They're vibrant lights, and so if you're a vibrant light and there are moths around, the moths are going to go to the brightest light in the room, mm. and so they might jump. But also, it's reflective in our relationships if. People are in patterns. If I don't have an, enough of my own self worth, then I will allow other people to take advantage of me, yeah. and then I will be tired yeah. a lot. So it'll be and, giving away their energy to somebody right. else. Or I'm, I've got the weight of the world on mm. my shoulders because I take everybody else's pain and I hold on to it as if it's mine because yeah. I don't know how to let go of it. And so I show people how to do that. And and really, I think. We all want to be free. We all want to have authenticity. We all want to be independent and make our own decisions. Mm -hmm. And we can't do that. We can't make our own decisions. You know, we can't have free will if it's constantly bombarded by everybody else's stuff. Mm -hmm. um, so that's just a, a metaphor, right? Of yeah. like, oh, everybody else's stuff could be reflective in me holding on other people's pain or yeah. being directed by fear or whatever. Yeah. So it's just, I've always found like the soul work that, that I do is so fascinating because every client is a little bit different. I mean, we might have similar soul paths. We might have similar lessons, but I think our soul field, everybody's energy field is like as unique as our fingerprint. Yeah. You know, and, and we might, uh, we have so much similarities, but, but everyone is like this like slightly different tapestry. Yeah. I like to think of every life and every life experience as like a single strand of a tapestry. Yeah. And in the moment we're or in like that. Or like a vibration of sound right. or a so, song. Like every song exactly, has a different, you exactly, know. Exactly, right? So if we're in this moment and we're really happy and we're vibrating that happiness, we're a certain color, mm -hmm. right? That's our aura. And so every moment of our aura in our lifeline looks like this. And in each moment, I don't necessarily know what that looks like in the greater scheme of things. Yeah. But if I sit quietly and I sit back and I look with my higher self size, I can see how beautiful the tapestry of all of my lifetimes really are and how oh. this fits into the whole. And I think it's really cool. That's beautiful. Yeah, thanks. And on some of the, the work that you do, is this, you know, for those that are listening, you know, and they're feeling like there's that that block or that thing or that pain that doesn't go away or that pattern yeah. that keeps on re-emerging within their life, that echo as you call it. Yeah. Um, you know, when they work with you, uh, is this a process over a long period of time? Is this a few sessions? Is this like, how long do you normally spend working with each client? Yeah, that's a really good question. And it really does vary. Okay. Because you know, one client I might see once and mm -hmm. the main issue that they have had most of their life is suddenly gone. Yeah. <laughs> and so with love and gratitude, we part. And I and, and some, though, have maybe more acute issues. So maybe we'll need three or four sort of uh, sessions right away and then more sort of ongoing support as things might come up. Um, I don't have a specific regiment of saying you have to come in, you know, three or six times or anything no, like that. No, I just didn't know. No, I just didn't know if you've seen like a pattern, you know. Yeah, like. no, I really, I really don't have a specific pattern. I think everybody has been different. Yeah, um, which know. makes sense. People are at different points. I mean, I, I've been doing hypnotherapy work for well over a decade, and the same thing. I get that, you know, kind of question, and you know, people when they're ready to change, then they tumble faster. Into yeah, the change. and I think what I what I would say is this: some people um, really want to take ownership of their life, 
-hmm. They're done with whatever they're done yeah, with. Yeah, so they want. Yeah, and they're so, ready. And so when there's energy, when there's homework, I, I, it's interesting because I will tell them, you know, exactly things. It'll be like, don't drink dairy, something simple. And you'll be surprised how many people still will drink the dairy, right? That gut, that gucks up their system, and so, or whatever else it is. It's yeah. like, okay, well, it depends on you, yeah. not me. Mm -hmm. You know, and 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 also the integration of things depends on how deeply embedded it is in the soul. Yeah. If it's if 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 you've been working on self love for the past couple of lifetimes, even the smallest growth where you're able to love yourself fully and completely for an hour a day is better than nothing. Yeah. And so um, I would say whatever support you think you need is okay. And I usually tell people this. If you think about me, that's when you need to do it, mm. when you need to book a session because your intuition is telling you to call Travis. So then call him. Yeah. Come in and, um, and we'll see. Well, if you're watching this and you're feeling, <laughs> I need that, keep in mind that we have sessions available of course, in-house, in-person, but also you can do Skype and you can also do over the phone. Yeah, so I do in-person sessions right now out of North Hollywood and also distant sessions through Skype or Zoom, whatever meetings. And I have had clients, I think, like I said before, that have that the, the healing of the energy works the same. The client that I had that had the miscarriages, she was mm -hmm. in Boston. Yeah. Um, and I did the healing from my place in Seattle at the time. Yeah. And so remote so, work works just yeah, as Yeah, because our consciousness is not limited to the third dimensional realm. So we can work in other dimensions with yeah. our consciousness very easily with practice and, and training. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, so I would say, yeah, absolutely. And so my website is divineinsight.com. I also have a YouTube uh, yeah, and, uh, and, a, and a podcast that I do, a session, session page if you want a book right there. So yeah, or you can book out. at Liberate Hollywood. Yeah, book yeah. at Liberate Hollywood. I'm here three days a week on Tuesdays, Fridays, and Sundays. But either way, whatever, just getting the help that you need and the guidance that you need. Yeah. And anything else, if you'd like to leave anybody with anything? I think just, just super high level is like, what's coming up a lot for people, and I say in particular me, is that we each have our own specific journey. And though we have contracts with other people, either, you know, soul contracts, what we'll say is like your family and, and the people that you engage with, like, like you still have your own journey, you have free will, and you get to decide what is best for you. And that is up to you. And um, yeah, it's just, it's just, I wanna say I love you because I do, and I might not know you yet, but I do. And I think that's really it. I thank you so much for like having me on and being here. It's been a wonderful time. Thank you. Thanks. Thank you guys for joining. See you soon. Bye. If you enjoyed this conversation, like it, subscribe, and share it with your friends. If you want some more amazing resources on your path of liberation, head over to liberateyourself.com and sign up for our mailing list. Connect with us on Facebook, Instagram, at Liberate Hollywood. All one word or Liberate Emporium, all one word. Until next time, liberate yourself. If you're thinking that you want to take that action step, why wait? Book your session right now. Go to liberateyourself.com. Click on either Liberate Hollywood or Liberate Emporium. See our amazing practitioners and who resonates most with you. And then book a session via Skype, phone, or in person. We're here for you and it's your time to start creating your life.